Shut up and sit down. When the Wind Blows is an epic inspired podcast bringing innovation to professional development. Welcome back to When the Wind Blows, an epic podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, and anyone vested in the world of education. So today's topic is creating passion projects for students uh, to, to basically help further their education or find a uh, more reason to get into the topic at hand. I've got three guests with me today. They're truly amazing kids, uh, although you guys probably don't want me calling you kids, eh? Yeah, All right. Um, a, vari- a, a variety of ages here, but uh, all very well spoken. All have found teachers um, here and there to um, help drive passion into the subject matter at hand. And so um, I've got Ileana, Juan, and Ben. Ben, why don't you start? Who are you? How long have you been here at <clears throat> Epic? And what brought you here? My name is Benjamin. I'm 15. I'm in 10th grade right now. I've been in Epic for about three or four years, of which I've done a podcast for three. And I think what brought me here is that really in other education programs, I think they don't let you go at the pace you might want to go at. And whether that be a lot slower or a lot faster than, than what they want you to do, it's either way, it's, it, it's not always a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. And I wanted to keep going. I wanted to push forward while everyone was doing what they were doing before. And a lot of other schools wouldn't let me do that. And I joined Epic, and then I could do two grades in one year. And it was very difficult, but I got through it, and I'm very thankful that I did it. And so now are you going to back off and uh, do one grade over two years? or <laughs> No. Okay. No. Oh, that's an option. One, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are you? Uh, how long have you been with Epic, and what brought you here? Um, okay, so I'm Juan Sanchez. I am 17 years old, and really what brought me? I've been here at Epic for a few weeks, for two weeks. Yeah, um, so what brought me here was, it's, I, I want to say it's sort of what Ben said, um, I was always an advanced kid, which is why it brought me to here, and uh, I'm only taking one class, so, um, you know, just the previous school that I was with, they didn't, they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't help me the way that Epic's helping me now, so that's what we decided, just so I can get further in my, in actual career. Yeah, and you're taking college classes uh, second semester of this yeah. school year, right? All right, good deal. Ileana, we call you Illy. <clears throat> Illy, uh, who are you? How long have you been with Epic, and what brought you here? So I'm Illy, and this is my second year, and I was the exact opposite of Ben and Juan. I was not a good learner at all, and I would get into a lot of trouble with other kids, so... Epic's been a really big like change of pace and kind of like a second chance for me. And, uh, I mean, I would have never known, obviously, because uh, you came here with a totally different attitude. And um, <laughs> then, then obviously, I, I, had no, I, I mean, I didn't know you very well before. But, um, 
uh, I would have never known it was a second chance because you fit right in with the rest of them. So uh, passion projects, uh, it's something that I have, uh, I don't know, ever since I was learning how to be a teacher in college, I was thinking, how do I connect this in a way that makes it fun? Like, I was a high school dropout. I don't know if I've told you guys that or if you're just finding it out now, but I was a high school dropout, uh, basically cheated in mathematics from seventh grade on, and they found out what was considered my senior year, and they wanted me to come back the next year and take two math courses, and I was like, nope, peace out, I'm, I'm out. But it wasn't as if I didn't like learning. I just hated learning the way people were making me learn. I did have a few teachers who um, kind of set the 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 content to music, which I found was super awesome. And I've shared some of that here, but my very first teacher that put content to music was in seventh grade, and we were diagramming sentences. It was the worst, um, and we had to like list all the helping verbs. Do you guys know all the helping verbs? So there's a cheer to help you learn the helping verbs. And it goes, is, be, am, are, was, were, been, has, have, had, do, does, did, may, can, must, might, would, could, should, shall, will. And uh, we had to, everybody had to perform this cheer. And it was the first time I was like, whoa, that was really easy to memorize, you know. And so I'm thinking like now, if we could put content to these TikTok dances, we'd be in business. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's like, that's the cringiest idea ever. <laughs> I, I just didn't expect that. <laughs> uh, but would it work? No. It definitely would. I would. see, I yes. Know, would. I've learned so much from TikTok. It may be meaningless, but I've learned it. Yeah. I'm like the last place people go to learn. <laughs> You'd be surprised, Ben. I know. My kids have come to me and they're like, Mom, is it true that? I'm like, please, where did you get that? No, that's not true. Uh, well, this is on TikTok. Okay, well, that's not true. So if we could change the world starting right now with TikTok. No. Um, and so, Juan, you were telling me a little bit about uh, a project a teacher had done with you. A teacher, not me, uh, not at Epic, but a teacher who really got you into the, the content that needed to be presented. What was that project? Um, okay, so really it was just, it was a freshman science fair. And um, I grouped up with one of my other teammates and uh, we did a we did a project over soccer you know that's what we played it's what we liked we weren't you know science was just pretty easy for us you know like I said we were all, we were pretty advanced but um you know she would catch us even slack and just watching you know just football or uh, soccer clips and um but it was so the question that we had was at, from what angles are you more likely to score a goal from okay you know, depending from the left side of the goal uh the middle or the right side and um, our hypothesis was that if you had a more direct shot towards the goal, like basically staying right in the middle of it, that you would score more goals. Okay. And we were wrong. So is it easier to score? I, my hypothesis would be <laughs> find out if the goalie's right-handed or left-handed and then go from there and, and go to his weak side. Yeah, so I actually had my goalie to um, go with us, to actually do the presentation with us. And... Um, Turns out it's not really much of the goalie. I think it's just um, what we found out was because most people are right-footed, 
And so when people kick the ball, they tend to not kick the ball straight. Obviously, we got soccer players to do it too, but and we're we all know how to kick a ball. But um, let's say for a person who doesn't play soccer, when they kick the ball, it'll swerve to the right, not straight. And um, so what we what we saw was that from the right side of the goal was where most goals were made. Because we gave everyone three tries on each side, so a total of nine attempts. And I want to say maybe 95% of them were made from the right side of the goal. Wow, and so we, it has everything we to do with the player's we, foot. Yeah, we were all surprised. I even told my coach about it, and he was he was really surprised too. He's like, how are people that um, just so un- uncoordinated? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> And now, as a coach, how do I make this part of our – okay. Well, um, Ben and Illy, you've been involved in what I would consider one of my passion projects, but I I believe it's kind of flipped the world of history upside down for you. Is that safe to say? Yes. I'd say, yeah. Was history your favorite subject in the whole entire world? Absolutely not. It was top five, but (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Still wasn't. Top five out of how many courses do we take in a year? It was fifth. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so, Ben, tell us about the Emancipation Podcast Station. Uh, it's a podcast about history that a few high school students and our teachers started about three years ago. And I think our first... Uh, kind of season of it was mainly about U.S. history. And then we branched off to uh, kind of U.S., Oklahoma, because we kind of needed it for a class. We, we, we didn't want to do the normal Oklahoma history, so we did our own research. And I think that's really what a Preston project is for me. Is as long, I don't think it has to be necessarily something I'm super excited about. I think as long as I choose what it is or what I'm doing, then I think that's a passion project for me. And and then the third year we did world history, which was, I think, very, very broad because you can choose pretty much anything you want to talk about. And sure, we had topics still. We had because we couldn't just go all over the place with one episode. But we we really started to narrow it down and, and we got into a groove of it. And I think that's when it became really, really easy to learn history almost and not not a challenge at all and not strenuous and so illy ben mentioned being able to okay illy you uh ben mentioned having choice in uh in what you're doing maybe might drive the passion how much uh choice would you say is involved in, in finding passion in a project? I'd say it has to do with it all. Like, I mean, if you don't choose it, then it's not your passion. So if it's something that you enjoy and you're, like, willing to do it, you're going to choose that over everything else. And that's that's the basis of what makes it a passion. All right. And so the, the podcast itself, for the listeners, uh, they did have the topics because Oklahoma outlines uh, what kids have to learn. But basically, uh, it was free reign for the research. And so the topic would be out there. 
the first person who got to the shared Google Doc had a pretty easy uh, go of <laughs> finding what they wanted to say. But every other person had to not repeat anything on the, the, the list and then add to their own content. How hard did that become, Ben? Uh, personally, I don't think it was very hard because, sure, they're... Okay, stop. Illy, how hard did that Oh my happen? gosh, it was so hard. <laughs> ben has no clue because Ben is super smart. So he was able to do it without any problems. But like you had, if you did not get on there first and you waited till the last minute, it was so hard to do it without repeating somebody else's little bit because it just had to be all yours. And that is so hard to do because a lot of it was a very narrow subject. So I think was, that's... That's when you really start to realize how little information there is about certain things and and how much we don't have documented is because sometimes you just can't find something someone else hasn't said. So you have to go in a completely different direction with it just to make something up. And some of those... uh, Not not fabricate something, but just like create and and not... Did you know Genghis Khan's shoe size? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. You just have to... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if if you guys could choose this year, and obviously the Emancipation Podcast Station uh, will be a part of your education this year, but if you could choose another course or um, uh, or class that, that you want to move outside of the box, like you've got your curriculum, you've got your teacher who teaches you now, right? Uh, if you had another course that you were like, man, if I could just take this in this direction, what course would it be? And what do you think you would do uh, with that course? I think that a good topic to do just in general would be like science because it has just changed our world so much. And it may not be a podcast. We may do like a skit or something. I don't know. But just something with science. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I talked about in the last episode rewriting lyrics to uh, songs based on the research that students would do, and some of that was to science. So maybe um, even more project-based science, uh, chemistry, uh, creating experiments and stuff to, to bring the science to life versus just reading it. You know, there are dry labs in your curriculum, but a dry lab can be read it's way more fun to experience science. And so, uh, yeah, definitely adding some science. One, uh, you had talked about the next iteration of maybe the Emancipation Podcast Station. What were you talking about? Um, okay, so I was talking about the topic of history then versus history now. And um, I wanted to give an example. It was, um, so while I was working the other day, a elder man, I don't want to call him old, um, an other man came up and he was talking to us. Yeah, boomer. <laughs> uh, he was talking to uh, me, and my coworker, and I forgot how I forgot how it came up, but um, he said he lived during the times when um, I guess back in the day that in bars you had to buy your own memberships and bring your own alcohol just so you can, I guess, hang out. You know, at this one spot. But it's like I thought to myself, well, why would you? waste money and why would you have to bring your own alcohol you know because um i'm not saying i've ever been to one but you know you see, you see the movies you know people just go in the um bars or clubs or whatever and there's drinks there that you can buy and um so i imagine that's how it is 
now still right and um obviously now there's sports i guess there's different types of bars like sports bars um where you can just chill uh, i guess you can call buffalo wild wings one right and um you know but i i just thought of it weird as that you could you have to buy your own membership just to go to a bar and bring your own alcohol yeah i wonder how popular they'd be these days yeah i, I imagine there now. would be a group of people who found it wildly popular but uh it does make you wonder. And that brings up the rule of thumb, uh, which we <laughs> talked about this morning. Uh, basically, we, this is a saying or an expression we use all the time, but it literally had come from Old English uh, that uh, if you were going to beat your wife, you couldn't use a stick that was wider than your thumb. And so um, just then and now, I think, is good and, and where we find expressions from actual rules <laughs> of the past and uh you know, the way things used to be versus the way things are now. It would be really interesting to hear you guys talk about uh, the world either being flat or round because uh. <laughs> there's been a resurgence, maybe, of flat earthers. A lot of people don't realize that even a very, very, very long time ago, uh, when Columbus sailed to a different continent, he didn't think the world was flat ever. Yeah, uh, everyone thought the world was round. They just thought, man, the world is a pretty big place, so we probably can't sail across the entire thing without dying because it's such a long trip and we don't have big enough ships and everything. But Columbus was like, guys, you're crazy. It's actually 2,000 miles. That's – it was much – or I think he the, – the point is he thought it was a much shorter distance than it actually was. Okay. He thought, guys, what are you talking about? The other side of the world is so much closer than we think it is. We can totally sail that. Nobody's tried before. So I'm going to try. Uh, hey, King, give me, give me resources so I can try to sail to the other side of the world. We can uh, establish the fact that the world is smaller than we thought it was. So he gets to the other continent, finds out, oh, no, it's not India. And, and the entire time, even years before that, nobody thought the world was flat. It's just maps. Just maps. Just maps. Man. Globes existed for a very long time. You know, one of the reasons I love the fact that you're on the podcast group uh, is because you have a way of uh, sharing history in like this drunk history format. And I know I've (laughs) I've showed you. No, I didn't show anybody drunk history because that would be inappropriate. But um, I've told you that before. But but for the listeners who have maybe heard it. you have a, a very uncommon, awesome way of speaking about history, and I think it adds flavor to the podcast. And one of the reasons the podcast came about, not just for the sole sake of history, and you guys may or may not know this, is that within every single um, grade level of English, there's a standard that is listening and speaking. And with so much of your content being read, and online, virtually, without interaction from others, where would you get that listening and speaking, which is very much a human skill that we need to develop yeah. and, and yeah. use? Uh, and so we were we were able to kill that standard um, pretty easily with the the podcast as well. Uh, before I go much further, Ben, did you have an idea for a? a maybe a different subject or course that you could take outside of the online curriculum? I think history is definitely easiest because of how much stuff we have on it and and how much it it relates to us as people. 
and and I don't know if there's anything that could replace that as a podcast format, but I think science definitely is broad enough so that you could talk about one thing for for days and days on end. I guess I wasn't really thinking about podcasts. I was thinking just another type of project. Another uh, type of like passion project that could replace a normal curriculum. Yeah. Like a few years back, uh, I think year two here, so that would have been nine years ago, um, we had a group of kids actually built this treehouse out here. I don't know if you guys <laughs> that either. Um, they they uh, fundraised the, the money to buy the materials. Uh, they were out there cutting, measuring, and, uh, and helping Mr. Barnes put that thing together. And so that was one. We had a kid do a mountain bike uh, elective class. And part of the reason the deck is missing here at the house is because we built a jump off of the deck for that kid to do his mountain bike class. And so just as we are moving through school this year, if you think, oh my goodness, this this curriculum is just driving me nuts, or this class is driving me nuts, I got to find a way out. Come or go talk to your teacher, say, what can we do? I need to substitute X for, for Y. And, uh, and typically, you find an amazing project in that. Yeah, I need to substitute my only class that I have this year. <laughs> no. That's English, right? Yeah. English 12, yeah. We, we could find we could find a way. I have no doubt about it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, five two R two Oklahoma Academic Standard. That's fifth grade second standard reading substandard two. Students will compare and contrast details in literary uh, and fiction nonfiction informational text to distinguish genres. 6-2-R-2. Students will analyze details in literary and nonfiction informational. Text to distinguish genres. 7-2-R-2. Students will analyze details in literary and nonfiction informational text to distinguish genres. Was there any difference between those three grade levels right there? It's the way the standard is defined. No, not really. No, so. literally no. the same. So we could easily grab a lesson for 5th, 6th, and 7th grade at least. And I mean, if we uh, continue to look on 8th grade R2... 2R2, uh, students will analyze literary and informational texts to evaluate patterns in genres. Uh, we've got 9-2R2 patterns, 10-2R2, uh, mm, students will analyze details in literary and nonfiction informational texts to con- connect how genres support the author's purpose. Okay, and then 11th grade uh, exactly the same. Connect how genres imp- uh, supports author's purpose in 12th grade. Okay, so literally every grade, right, 5th through 12th grade, has to compare and contrast uh, literary texts and informational non-fiction uh, texts and make connections with them, right? And so... Th- like spitball your idea for compare and contrast outside of the curriculum, then go. Outside of the curriculum, I think, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think film is a really good option for some English classes. I think there's a lot of different roles that take place and not just as actors, as uh, writers, as, as uh, you can, you can film a lot of different things. And I think if, we do still have to go through the whole kind of 
nonfiction analyzation, you could still do documentaries. And I think, in a way, documentaries are probably one of the most closest, like, uh, video versions of essays you can get. And that's why I think it would work pretty well. And I'm not saying that it ha- every single kind of creation by a student has to be some kind of video masterpiece. But I think it, it could be a good way for students to kind of entertain themselves while they learn. And, and they could learn about a few different things at once. And I think it could be a good option. I think you're onto something. I mean, there's a there's a reason Netflix has an entire genre called documentary. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's popular. People are making documentaries right and left right now. Uh, I think that that's an amazing idea, Juan. Okay, yeah. So I had two. Um, one of them was just documentaries. You know, it was basically what Ben said over documentary. That was um, similar to what I had in mind. But another one was um, maybe maybe an actual book that they that these kids like, or I guess just everyone, um, I guess pick a book that you actually enjoy and just do, um, what, what was it that was all said on there? Maybe com- compare and contrast it, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I mean, we can just do that. I guess make a, how about make an own, make your own documentary. You know, like Ben said, this has to be A1, but uh, making your own documentary on your favorite book you know, your favorite novel or whatever. In, I think, 11th grade, we were made to read uh, Romeo and Juliet. And I just remember while I was reading it thinking, this is the dumbest. I hate this. This story sucks. I don't get it. This English is rotten. Uh, My mind, I guess, was just, my mind's eye was having a difficult time creating the picture in my head because the English was difficult to comprehend. And I'm dyslexic anyway, so whole host of issues. But then at the time, that's when the Claire Danes, Leonardo DiCaprio version of mm. Romeo and Juliet came out. And it's literally the exact same verbiage, line for line, except yeah. for they're using guns instead of swords and they've got cars. And uh, I just remember that film totally changing my mind on Romeo and Juliet. Now, teenage suicide, I don't condone at all, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big stretch, but I, I'm discouraged that you have to proclaim that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, but I do, I do remember um, we, we read the book... And then we watched a film to do the compare and contrast. And that was pretty awesome, too. And, I mean, uh, Old Yeller, um, I'm thinking, um, what's the, where the Redfern grows, Summer of the Monkeys. I mean, there are so many movies that have been made based on books. And, I mean, don't even get me going in the adult literature world. Um, you know, we could, we could, uh, watch some Stephen King films, but I would not ask anybody to read a Stephen King novel. There's just <laughs> yeah. a little too much going on there. Um, so, so I like your idea there, guys. Uh, we could definitely use movies to, to bring yeah, literature to life, uh, informational and uh, non-informational. And that's actually what, now that I think about it, I do that every year in high school. Because my freshman year, we read um, The Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And we did, we watched the movie over, we did Compare Contrast. We did Romeo and Juliet, but we read the 
I guess there's a new version of a book, and there's it's uh, actual English, like modern day English. It was translated to that, and then we watched the actual movie with the Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. But um, I mean, so there's obviously a huge compare and contrast there because we read the modern day English version. What about uh, reading a book and then filming a totally different ending, like rewriting the ending of a book to have it uh, either become a tragedy or become, oh. you know, some sort of inspirational? Um, yeah, I like that. Because right at the, at the end of Romeo and Juliet, Juliet kills herself, right? Because she thinks that. Because she thinks Leo. Yeah. I mean, not Leo. Romeo. <laughs> Romeo <laughs> Yeah, that's what I remember. I just remember remember every girl in my class screaming because she could. Yeah, it was it was pretty annoying. But I was like, okay, you know, um, (laughs) we're we're all freshmen at the time, so it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But you know, I think that's actually a good idea. All right, and so I mean, the standards are vast. So (laughs) uh, and and you had an idea for extra credit. Did you want to extend that to just uh, oh, uh, within your own classmates, or you want the whole school to hear this? Um, I don't know about the whole, like the whole epic. All of it. So, okay. Um, I guess that would be pretty cool, I guess, because then there's more of that. Uh, there's more of a variety of projects that will be received. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just thinking uh, different prize pools of extra credit, just just to, um, I guess. Not encourage. What would you say? Motivate the motivate everyone. So, so you need some extrinsic it. motivation as yeah. well. Okay. And I don't know, just something. So we'll just pick a and a curriculum out, and then we'll just do a project over that, uh, a passion project. Uh, you mean a standard right. instead of or, a curriculum? Yeah. 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 Standard. Yeah. A lot right. of students thrive in competition, so I think that's something that's really unexplored. Yeah, like STEM. I was thinking, yeah, I think that'd be good. But maybe, I, I say, yeah, we could use all four subjects, right? I, I don't know why not. Yeah, and then just give them a, their curriculum for whatever grades they have of the standards. So we could throw the standards out there, right? Yeah. The whole The whole gamut of them. Let the kid identify what grade level they are what grade level they're in and which standard they'd like to show their mastery of in their own passion project way. Yeah. I like it. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, If you like what you heard, go ahead and mash that like button as much as you can. Uh, If you've already listened to the podcast, but you've yet to subscribe, hit that button. And if you have listened to the podcast, you have subscribed, go ahead and drop a comment and rate the podcast. Uh, Tune in next week where we are rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.